Well, it is a very full day. Thank you, Church Drama team, for not only being here, but for building us and our appreciation, our hearts of worship for the Creator who has not only shown Himself to be so majestic and so awesome and great, but who loves us at such a personal level. Last week we were in Psalm 139, which you guys... uh, shared with us uh, extensively this morning. Probably one of the most oh, uh, the most personal psalms of David. The one that we're going to look at today uh, is Psalm 103. One of the least personal psalms, and yet it's going to feel very, very personal. The reason that I say it's least, the least personal is that it's clearly intended for Worship by the people of God. Psalm 103 is probably one of the most meaningful texts in all of Scripture to me. Um, we have been in the Gospel of Mark. If you're relatively new here, if, you're, if this is your first time here, taking a two-week break. And then we're going to actually be celebrating Advent between now and Christmas and then Return to Mark at the first of the year. Um, Psalm 103 expresses God's goodness to us through his wonderful acts of mercy and compassion to us. I want us to pray, and rather than standing and reading the psalm as we would typically do, we'll just work our way through it. And then um, afterwards, we're going to have testimonies twice a year, and they're both right at this time of the year typically the week after Thanksgiving, and then uh, somewhere right around Christmas, maybe right before Christmas, we'll take time where you just share uh, what God has done for you, the good things that God has done for you, and how He has spoken to you and transformed you through His Word. But we're doing that before Thanksgiving because next week, uh, Mike Rader is here from Australia, from Down Under, and we will be so mesmerized with his accent that we won't be able to, you know, nobody will be able to, to speak. Uh, actually, Mike is from England originally. When did he move to Australia, Allison? As a young child. So he sounds more Aussie than British, doesn't he? I don't recall exactly, but his daughter sounds very American. So that's because her mom's American. Well, I just need to quit that and get on with those today. We've got so much going on anyway. But be prepared to share what God has done for you. And this psalm just drives us to do it. And in fact, I'm going to break out in song a couple of times, and I expect you to join with me, all right, as we read this psalm. But let's pray, and then we'll just dive in. Father, um, you are so good to us. You are not only our creator, but you were intimately involved in shaping us to be exactly as we are. And then, Lord, because of the fall, we brought ourselves to a place of ruin. Actually, we were born that way, already ruined. And yet, we contribute every day to that ruination. And apart from Jesus Christ, We don't know you, but in Christ there is not only forgiveness, but tender care that we receive on a daily basis from you. And because of that, we are free 
to be people who love and forgive and care deeply for others. Lord, as we look at this psalm, may our hearts be filled with gratitude and may praise be on our lips and may our lives reflect our relationship with you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, of David. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. This psalm begins with an expression of total devotion to the Lord. Now, we can talk about total devotion, but our lives don't always uh, exactly line up with our words. I wonder what it is that you are totally devoted to. What is it to what to which you are totally devoted? Now, we're all devoted to something. I don't know. Some of us are so scatterbrained. I'm, I'm OCD, and so I'm devoted to a lot of things for short periods of time. You may not feel like you're totally devoted to anything, but let me just ask you, do you have Netflix? And, and, and have you ever, you know, been in one of those series where it's like 2 in the morning and you're saying, I can't believe I'm about to watch what I'm about to, I'm, to do what I'm about to do. I'm going to watch another episode of 24 or whatever it is, you know, some vampire series or whatever. Uh, and, and, I, and, and I have to be up at 6 o'clock, but that doesn't matter. I have to see this next show. Well, this is a, David is totally devoted to the Lord. And, and it's not a religious kind of devotion. You know, when we're really religiously oriented and we talk about God, we end up being self-serving a lot of times. I am totally devoted to the Lord, and I thank thee, God, that I am not like this sinner over here. And we're really devoted to ourselves and our image and the desire that we have for other people to think of us as good and a cut above everyone else. But when you're devoted to, David shows his total, he shows why he's totally devoted to the Lord as he begins to talk about God's forgiveness. David recognizes that apart from the Lord's mercy and kindness, he is of all people cursed. Bless the Lord, O my soul, verse 2, and forget not all his benefits probably haven't thought about this much, but I want you to think as you go through Scripture, how many times praise to God is associated with something that He has done for us. Uh, There are certain phrases that go through uh, comments and little little words strung together that, that go through the Christian culture. And one that was used to be said not too long ago, God, I praise you not for what you do, but for who you are. Well, most of the writers of Scripture praise God for what he's done, what he's done for us. Now, there is some praise for God. You're transcendent, you're holy, you're mighty. But if you look at it in the Old Testament, as often as not when they're saying, God, there's no God like you. That means, and you kick the other gods, and we don't have any problems from our enemies because you're strong and mighty, and you have favored us above all people on the earth. So, when you thank God for the benefits, 
that he has showered upon you, what are you doing? You're acknowledging that everything good that you have comes from him. That's the purpose of the whole first Thanksgiving, right? Was that we acknowledge God that any good gifts, and listen, we have so much more than those first people who gathered to give thanks to the Lord for all that he had done. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And the very first benefit that he lists is he forgives all your iniquity. Forgiveness, that may be my favorite word in the English language. Forgiveness. God forgives me. How does he forgive me? We're going to see the levels at which he forgives in just a few minutes. Who heals all your diseases. He heals. He thoroughly makes you whole. Is there a physical implication here? Yes, there is. And, and by the way, anytime we're healed in any way, if you have pneumonia and antibiotics heal you, God has done it. He has done this healing in your life. But there's also this spiritual implication here as well. We were sick. We were doomed. We were dying and God healed us. We know that that healing comes through Jesus. Look at verse 4. Not only does he heal us, he redeems us. He redeems your life from the pit. Every one of us was headed for destruction. Every one of us. It doesn't matter where you were in life when you were saved. It doesn't matter if you can't remember when you were saved that you've always believed that Jesus died for you and that's your only hope. I think, it was, I, I, think I heard someone say that Sean said, I almost always listen to the, to the messages that I, when I'm away that are preached. I think someone was referring to Sean saying a few weeks ago, God saved me from this life of, of drugs and, and, and gangs and all of these things when I was very young you know and so he saved me from that not he didn't he didn't have to pull me out of that whatever whatever our state when God found us he rescued us from destruction he redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy you ever had someone love you in life but they don't now it's not ever going to be the way it is with God. Steadfast love and mercy. By the way, this is not entirely so, but one of the ways to distinguish between grace and mercy in Scripture, grace is a gift that we don't deserve. Mercy is more often dealing with a withholding of judgment that is due to us. You can think of it along those lines. God's love and and kindness to us extends to every area of our lives. It's a, it's a positive thing and it's a, it's a withholding of a negative thing as well. He satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Do you look at the hand that God has given you, do you look at the things that God has given you in your life and say, he is good to me? More often than not, it's a matter of perspective, isn't it? 
more often than not, it's a matter of, of us understanding who God is, who we are, what we deserve, and saying, you know, God has been so good to me. Are you not ashamed sometimes when you hear people who have far less than you and who have far worse circumstances than you, and they say, God has been so good to me, and they start listing why. He satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. In this broken, fallen world, it may seem like it's never, ever going to get better. And it may not physically. It may not. You may never be better than you are right now physically, and it may get much worse. But in your heart, in your spirit, when you depend on God, when you are grateful to God, when you say, instead of, God, this is so hard, please help me, but to say, God, thank you for all that you have given me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for putting me in, in, in a family of people that care so deeply about me, whether it's your natural family or, or whether it's this family that cares for you. You have done so much for me. Your spirit will be renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He did then and he does now. And you don't want to be on the wrong end of oppressing someone. You don't want to be in the way of God's justice. You don't want to be in between someone when he says, I'm going to take care of this person, that person. You need to be on his side with justice and goodness. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. God is still on his throne. He was on then, he is now. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's just like us, isn't it? Slow to anger, abounding in a love that keeps on giving no matter what. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. You know, one of the things that you see over and over in Scripture is, is the difference between God and us. And, and, and a division is being made here. A, a distinction is being made between God and us. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. Can I ask you a question? How long are you going to hang on to that hurt? Somebody's done you wrong. How long are you going to hang on to it? It's destroying you. It's eating you alive from the inside out. God, aren't you grateful? Aren't you grateful that this is God's love for us? Listen, I, I understand that we can forgive people, love people, and still not fully trust them. I, I understand that. <clears throat> but to constantly hang on, mm -hmm, there you are, okay, I know what you did to me. I know what you did to so-and-so. I am not want anything to do with you. It's not very Christ-like at all. He will not always chide, 
nor will he keep his anger forever. In other words, the Lord does not nurse his grievances. You know, this does us no good. We, we have a certain, we have an image of God that he is in heaven and the instant we sin, especially if we really mess up, you know, that God is saying, oh, I can't believe you did that. And we say, God, would you please forgive me? No, I won't forgive you. Come on. You know what you did? I tried to warn you. I tried to tell you not to do it, but you did it anyway, didn't you? Now, you, you waddle around in your misery for a week, maybe two, and then get back with me. And then we do. And, and by the way, we're serving ourselves when we do that. You know that, don't you? We don't think of it that way. We think we're doing penance. You know, we're, we're not Catholic, but, but we sure do penance. You know, okay, well, I'm, I'm really sorry for that, and I won't do it again. Am I going to mess with and, and And in the instant that we, we sin, God is saying, turn to me. I'll forgive you. Just believe me. And what right do we have not to believe that God will forgive us instantly? Oh, man, my big mouth. I know I, I shouldn't have said that. I, I, I knew that I shouldn't have said that, and I said it anyway. Oh, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. Surely God can't love me. Well, you know why? Because we brought God down to our level, and we are legalist at heart. And there's a, there's a, there's a part of legalism uh, uh, that really kicks in <clears throat> when we... Sin in ways that we regret so terribly because we say, I just wasn't good enough, but I'm going to be. I promise you, I'm going to be. But see, God is not like us. And when someone loves you, knowing everything about you, as God does, <laughs> And it frees us to love others. And God will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. Verse 10. He's not dealt with us according to our sins. Nor repaid us according to our iniquities. Aren't you glad? For as the heavens are Above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east, or, or in other words, his, his love is that great towards those that he loves, those that he knows. And in our time, he knows us through Christ. It was because of Christ's suffering that he loved and knew David, but David didn't know anything about Jesus. We do. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. They're close to you, but 
as far as he is concerned. They're as far as from the east is from the west. Now, look, you hear people say, and I, I guess there's, this, this can be helpful, but you hear people sometimes say, you know, when you confess your sin to God and then you come back and you confess it again, God is like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, and you almost get this impression of like, oh, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. Look, God remembers what you sinned, but he cho- what you did, but he chooses not to remember your sins against you. And see, that's how we forgive other people too, isn't it? Can you forget what so-and-so has done to you? No. Not, not until you get dementia. Then you can, maybe. You will not forget it, but you know what? You can choose not to hold it against them. And you can treat them as though they never did it. Does that mean you go all in? No. But there are going to be times where you're together with this person. And it shows on your face whether you've forgiven them or not. You may think it doesn't show. You may have it. They know. It's not about convincing somebody anyway. It's about loving like we have been loved. How are we loved? As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. I I meant to break out in song twice already, but fortunately for you, I forgot. (laughs) For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. Verse 15. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it and it is gone. And its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. On those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children. To those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandment. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all. Look at the contrast between God and man once again. Fading life, eternal love. This life is passing. God's love will never pass. It will never fail. It will never change. It will always Always support you, sustain you, envelop, embrace. His love will always be there for you. And when his love is all that you need, then you will say, as the psalmist said in verse 20, the psalmist who is David, bless the Lord. Oh, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of the word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Let's do break out. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship his holy name. 
Well, let's do that in sharing God's goodness. Forget not all his benefits. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Who would like to share how God has blessed you? We have, we got the absolute most handsome deacons we could to handle the microphones. And uh, they are going to stick it in your face. We need you to share. And if you do not want this broadcast on, on the website, you know, you need to tell us. Ixnay on Einmay. Uh, so, who would like to start and just bless the Lord publicly and praise Him for all He's done? We will, by the way, have 20 minutes of awkward silence if, uh, uh, if nobody jumps in. I'll get us started here. Um, my heart is just so full today, and um, I'm just so grateful for the way the Lord has shown his benefits to me in his love and his kindness and his goodness and his mercy and um, that is in bringing this man into my life. And um, today he celebrates his 60th birthday. And um, I think it's really special that we all get to be here as part of his church family on his birthday. But I just am so grateful for the way the Lord has used Brad in my life in bringing healing to a very broken heart and for restoring me and bringing joy and life to me again. And I just want to attest to the Lord's goodness in what he has done in bringing Brad to me as a friend, as my husband, and as my pastor as well. Thank you, Allison. That is very mutual <laughs> benefit in love, I can assure you. I'm very grateful for God bringing you into my life. Amen, said my daughter. And that's a blessing for me too, for Brian and Autumn and Liz and all the little ones to be here and not so little ones. Laurel and Judge are growing up. Judge went to the football game with me yesterday. It's Willow over there and the others are in the back. But we got bored. If I mean, if they can only score 66 points in two and a half quarters, we just left. <laughs> Carolina, son. Um, I'm, this year especially has sort of been um, a really good microcosm, I guess, of the last 13 years that we've had, more or less, minus two at Grace. We're just really thankful for the blessing that this body is, that this family is, and has been to us, the way that the Lord has used Grace Community Church to form both me and my wife, I mean, we were married in this family and and we've just grown in it we're so thankful for for you for Brad again um, maybe this will all be thankful for Brad since it's your <laughs> birthday but but for him being like I, I was gonna say a spiritual brother but <laughs> certainly a spiritual father or grandfather father <laughs> father um take spiritual. the microphone <laughs> Father to me, and um, this year has been, and if you, if you have talked to Melissa and I at length, you'd probably already heard this, 
but it's been by far the most difficult calendar year of our lives. Milo was born in a van, and that was the easiest thing that happened. <laughs> um, and we're just thankful that the Lord has provided steadily for us and continues to open open doors as we move forward and and planting and whatnot. But but ultimately, we're we're just so thankful for the church family, and and I would encourage you to pour into it. Um, She's good. So anyway. Thank you, Sean. Um, I'm always glad to be reminded and have an opportunity to to say I'm just amazed at what God has done for me um, since I became a believer almost 20 years ago now. It's hard for me to believe, <laughs> believe that it's been that long. Um, but when I, um, especially when I'm um, around these young folks here on the front row, um, <laughs> my husband's students, and I look back and I think back on what my life was like when I was y'all's age, <laughs> um, it was just a disaster. And, uh, and I think about what he did for me and how he had his hand on me all the time. Um, that he knit me in my mother's womb and he always knew um, what he had in store for me. And I was always his even though I didn't know it. And um, I'm just still so thankful. And um, I, I never would have um, guessed 20 years ago when I became a believer that this is what my life would be like now, that, um, that I would have been married 15 years to Bert and that we'd have two lovely children um, and that I'd be spending my days um, raising them up in the fear of the Lord <laughs> and um, supporting Bert and um, coming alongside him, I hope, to encourage um, the young people who are here today and others as well. It's humbling, and I'm very thankful. Thank you, Kelly. You know, delighted that you're a part of our body. I, I think about relationship and, and just thanking God for family. Um, the family I have with my wife, uh, Jenny, and been married almost 24 years, and, and my boys, but also our two new uh, daughters that some of you have gotten to meet. And uh, also think of my church family here, um, all the faces and people who love and support us and that uh, we're able to invest in your lives as well. And I'm thankful for uh, family um, like our home group and more intimate relationships. And also think of my family at Campbell and my, and my softball family and, and those young ladies and the way they've allowed me to be a part of their life. And so um, just praise the Lord for all those relationships. And, and, of course, we have our spiritual family around the world that we get to share through Jesus Christ. And, and uh, praise the Lord for that.
it's about family so often at Thanksgiving, isn't it? And some of your, some of you come from families that are much more uh, broken than others. But I noticed when Drew said home group heads started going like that, and it's so so true. Um, I just wanted to bless the Lord for being the restorer of lives, um, not only in my own life, but in the lives of countless others. And it's so cool just to see, like, how much he loves us. I can't even, like, express it enough to say how much he loves us and how much he restores our life from something that is so crumbled and so broken into something so magnificent. He does, and it's true whether we know it or not what he does for us in those realms. Well, I can't not take this opportunity to praise my Lord for all he's done for me and for my beautiful family. And um, I'm just so grateful that nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God, that his love is unfailing, that his word is sure, that his word is my life, literally, and that... um, Whatever we face, whatever uncertain days we face, like our family is right now, um, we know he's already there. And he said, don't be afraid. Don't worry. I'm with you. I'll sustain you. I'll strengthen you. I'll uphold you with my righteous right hand. But I also just want to thank God that he brought us here, and I celebrate today being the day that our family is joined. And I thank the Lord that he knew what was coming in our life, and he we knew we needed this family and this small group with Brad and Allison and uh, our other precious small group leaders over there. And um, I don't know what we would do without them for the practical help they've given us, for the prayer support they've given us, for the encouragement, for the elders here that have laid hands on me and prayed over me. And so I just know the outcome is totally in God's hands, and we can rest in that. And I just want to Thank you, Brad and Allison, and everybody at Grace for receiving us. And when we started coming, Gary and I were coming on our own. And then guess what happened? <laughs> A few months later, our precious son started coming. And then his precious girlfriend. And now they're in a small group with Sean and, and um, Melissa and Lee and Stacy and all the others. And we give God praise for that and that God saved James's life in August literally snatched him out of a horrific wreck and here he is with us so we have so much to be thankful for so remind me of that in the tough days ahead that I've said I'm always going to give him praise okay (laughs) remind me and hold me accountable you may have not made the connection we prayed for Barbara especially a few weeks ago for before surgery cancer so um, we're praying uh, much for them and we're waiting for a, a report on December 2nd we're praying that it'll be a good report, and thank you for bringing the best, best, best dressed man. And it's not your husband; it's your son. That uh, <laughs> James, you know, to to Grace Community Church. I mean, you know, we we're sitting on the kind of place where, you know, certain people. I mean, if Tony Grabowski is voted <laughs> the most handsome man at Grace, people will come from miles around just to see what the rest of us look like. You know, so so thank you. We're delighted to have you. Um, at Thanksgiving, I'm reminded of my, my father. Uh, some churches have a Thanksgiving morning service. Um, all the families are together, and it's a good time. He used to stand up and thank God for his family. And, you know, they were, my brother was in Germany, and he just consistently, I said, oh, Dad's going to do it again. You know? 
he just thanks for, you know, and now I realize, as we all do as children, uh, I'm thankful for my family. And I'm celebrating 25 years with a beautiful woman, and um, we're just... Today? Uh, not today, December 10th. Okay. And um, we're just thankful for 25 years of marriage and two beautiful boys and, and just uh, all the blessings that Psalms talks about that we take for granted. Mm. And just thank, thank the Lord for that. Amen. Thank you, Stephen. Steve. This has been a difficult time for Arlene and I, and it was especially hard to come back this time. From the Philippines. From the Philippines. For those who don't know. And uh, <clears throat> to give you some perspective, um, there are about 4,150 fatalities is the last word we heard, and 100 new fatalities added every day. Um, but... You know, the Lord has been gracious and through my, this church family, and that's what I want to say. What I'm most thankful for this Thanksgiving season is not the stuff I have, not the house I have, not the job I have, but my family. My family, my church family, my family here, and my relationship with God. Because when it's said and done, that's what we're left with, is our relationship with God. Everything else can be taken away. It's here one minute, it's gone the next. But there has been, there was over $7,500 raised that got sent directly to, directly to uh, the, the Globin area that got hit the hardest. And there was a company that do, do, donated, dedicated uh, an entire shipping container and said, we'll ship it for free just fill it and so it's been really amazing and um, it for us for Arlene and I we really it's been a time of evaluation for us I think to take stock in um, where we really put our priorities and you know in things and how not important that is so thank you thank and thank you church family for supporting that Thank you, Josh, and we'll pray that you feel better as well. <laughs> Lee? I just want to uh, say I'm grateful to the Lord for salvation, of course. Yes. Uh, forgiveness of sins, um, being restored in our relationship with him, going to heaven, uh, working all things together for good. He's just so good. <coughs> and... The main part of that is, in, in my life, I've just been totally blessed because I've had so little suffering, and it just makes me think of all the people who suffer around the world so much. And I'm grateful that we have the privilege of being part of helping that and uh, easing some of that suffering and, uh, and, the, and being a part of being able to go out and share the gospel with people uh, to end ultimate suffering mm. so uh, but just God is so good 
He is good, isn't he? And, and you know, I, I, even as I'm preaching this morning or just sharing really from the word and I'm trying to absorb it, 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 it it's, I, I'm aware of how much what we do needs to be God working through us, not, not, an, not a reflection, not even an extension so much as it is God, us being Jesus to the world because Jesus is the one working through us. And when we are doing things to be noticed, to be uh, for, reciproc- for people to reciprocate our goodness, um, then we're not, it's not, we're not being godly, we're not being godlike we're selfish and it's really easy for that that line to get crossed and you're really not sure where you are sometimes but because of God's goodness as Lee is saying we should help those who are in need because of what he has done for us and and what he spared us from oftentimes it's the ones who have and the ones who have not been hammered with life's difficulties that are the ones that God has designed to minister to those who have been. Just do it gently. Don't ever think that you have what you have and don't have the suffering you don't have because of your righteousness. That's ne- never the case for any of us. But when we are in a position to help, then we've been called to help. To whom much is given, much is expected, much is required, we're told. Thanks. Anybody else? want to share a grat- uh, word of gratitude. It's kind of ironic. This morning, Ellie and I were talking about how God has taken care of us over all the years. And I guess it might have stemmed from a conversation about we celebrated 56 years of marriage yesterday. And <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and uh, especially over the past two years or so, all we've gone through, Ellie especially, uh, medically, uh, stroke, heart condition, uh, about with cancer about six months ago that she came out of her flying colors, and talked about all the scrapes we've been through over all our married life. And I mean, I've done some crazy things with vehicles and campers, if I ever went into some of those stories, it would blow your mind. But uh, anyhow, I've, and you know, this conversation about thankfulness had nothing to do with Thanksgiving. It just just happened. We, we were talking about it. But anyhow, I'm grateful for our, my salvation and, and my family and especially Ellie and, and the fact that we still got a life together. I'm thankful for myself. Because I've been dealing, I've been dealing with depression for a very long time, and in the past couple of months, I've found a doctor that finally, finally able to help me. And uh, praise God for that. Yeah. But uh, anyhow, thank you. Thank you. We're so grateful, Jay and Ellie, that you're part of our body, and thank you for saying that you've been struggling with depression. Thank you for being willing to say that. It's. Um, Oftentimes, in, in, and I think in Jay's case, physiolo- physiological just as much as it is anything else. And just like any other kind of struggle that we have physically, that's 
being treated, and, and I'm really happy for that. And by the way, you're in great company. Uh, David was often depressed. Not often, necessarily, but when he was depressed, he was down. Paul, the same way, the Apostle Paul, we learned in Acts last year. So uh, thank the Lord. And, and it's a kind of, Jay's a perfect example now of this, what the scripture was talking about, that your youth is restored uh, like the eagle, your, your, your vigor. Your, it's just so good to see Jay um, in, in the place that he is. Doesn't mean it won't be the same next week as it was, you know, before. And, we, and, and a lot of us kind of kind of do that, you know. We have those ups and downs. And, but thank the Lord. I just wanted to say um, how thankful I am that God has led me to the Moody family. Um, they've just become a really intricate, important part of my life. And, and vice versa. <laughs> and, you know, I just see Christ in all of those, all six of the little children's eyes every day that I'm with them. And I'm just so thankful that I can have such amazing role models um, to surround myself with. And, you know, they really build their relationship on Christ. And I think that I'm just, I'm just really thankful to have them in my life. And we're thankful that you are in their lives as well. And in our, our family. Hey, I'm not, um, excuse me, sorry. Not real big on uh, public speaking, but um, I just want to say I'm, I'm so blessed and, and, and so thankful um, for my wife and, and my best friend and, and um, mainly for her parents bringing her in a godly home. Um, I wish they were here because I would really love just to tell them thank you. Um, but coming from a broken home, even though going to church and being a Christian, you know, things that I, I thought this past year that I'm looking back on and, 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 and I feel like that things aren't, wait a minute, that wasn't, 100% correct and, I, and growing up thinking that that's, this is the way it's supposed to be and, and then looking at her parents and, and looking at how she was brought up in such a wonderful home. They might not have had much, but they had God and it was always about that and, and I'm just thankful for that and, um, and, I, and I count my blessings every day um, when I come home and, and you know, things aren't always what we want them to be and, and you know, I, the way I see it, God laid out all these stepping stones throughout my life and throughout our life, and, and we might not step on the right stones, but, you know, they're, they're there, you know, and, and, um, and I think everything happens for a reason, and, and that's the, the path that God has chosen for us, and uh, I'm just very blessed and, and grateful for that. Thanks, Josh, and I'm blessed that you shared. Um, Josh is... I was just getting ready to say, Josh is the funniest man in here that you don't know. I mean, is it, you, there are a lot of people in this section right over here that you don't know that you should know. that they're, You're really blessed. But Josh, I, I value funny, and Josh is a funny man. He's a funny man. But that was from the heart, and thank you very much. And it says, it's, it says it for all of us. I guess this was just the service where I'm supposed to cry through the whole thing, so I'll try to do it without crying. But um, 
um, I'm blessed to have um, my godly husband. I'm blessed to have Scott, um, who trusts the Lord and follow, seeks to follow him with all of his heart. And um, it's a blessing to be a part of raising children and uh, in the Lord, as several people have said. And one of the things I was, uh, I'm so thankful for this morning is um, that God has allowed my occupation to be um, blessing and working with children of this church, which I consider to be all of my children. <laughs> um, I have a lot of them, um, and I dearly love them, but I was just marveling at how God is. Um, I'll just be, you know, brutally honest here. <laughs> um, I love doing what I do, and then I, I went into the back room there so overjoyed, you know, over how we're going to sing about the gospel, and we're going to practice our Christmas music before we, you know, do our Bible story and everything, and lo and behold, the piece of technology that's now been fixed from the one that was broken before I got here, you know, I get back, and I'm ready to use my music and everything, and it doesn't work, <laughs> and so, you know, being human, as you guys are in here starting to read the psalm about, you know, what you're reading about, who we are as people, I'm back there trying to struggle with, I'm joyful for these children, and I'm so angry because this music doesn't work, you know, and so we're singing, though, and very ironically, as I, you know, try to calm down and everything, I, I whispered to Scott because it, it came out of Brad's mouth, it's what you were reading when I walked into the sanctuary, um, we just sang in the back about, we can't be good enough for God, you know, we can't be good enough for God. Um, Jesus makes us good enough for God, and in Christ, I find my home. That, that is where I'm good enough, and we were talking about what does it mean that the goodness and graciousness of Jesus washes me whiter than snow. That doesn't have anything to do with my outside. It has everything to do with my heart and what Christ did to remove that sin, that, sa that stain of sin, and so I get the joy, even as I'm being a sinner in front of the children in my heart, <laughs> to ask them questions about what does it mean? What does that big word graciousness mean, you know? It means that even though we deserve punishment for our sin, we deserve punishment for our, that stain in our heart. That's what the Bible says, but, and separation from God. But God said, you know what? I'm going to take that punishment for you. I'm going to give you a gift. And even though you deserve that punishment, I'm going to take it for you. And you get to be with Jesus forever because of what I did through my son. And so seeing, I get the privilege of hearing those children say, yeah, we, we deserve punishment. You know, I ask them questions and they say, oh, we're supposed to be punished. And they get to retell to me what the gospel is. And then I get to hear it again and repeat that to them. And so it's a blessing to me to be in a place where God allows me to, as David Calvert sometimes says, to preach the gospel to myself. Well, I get to hear that through the mouths of children. And what can be more beautiful than children understanding that Jesus is the good news? So I'll put in a little plug that the Christmas program that we are doing on December 8th at 545, there's a brass ensemble, which is I'm super excited about. At 6 o'clock is our Christmas program, followed by our, our Christmas party for the church. Please invite your friends and family and come, because this is about the gospel. The gospel will be sung and spoken, and so please come hear these beautiful children as they do that. So, and know that I'll be, hopefully, in much better 
a place in my heart while we're doing that, though. <laughs> so, but this is a blessing to me because we come in, we take it for granted, I realize a lot, but we come into this body. We have the blessing of coming into this body every Sunday, and I can come in here and know that I'm going to hear the gospel spoken, and, and I hear it, and I can receive it. And I don't have to question that because I know that, that that's being preached here, and I'm just so thankful, so thankful for this church family and and the teachers that we have. So, And we are thankful for you, Keisha. And as soon as Scott, uh, we're going to wrap it up after Scott. We were going to wrap it up after Keisha, but you've got the mic, so you are the man. Go right ahead. All right, I'll try not to make this turn into the cold birth hour. Um, ditto. All right. She's As a we godly husband. You're, she's a godly husband. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, when we hit verse, whatever it is back there, which verse is it? Five. God, who satisfies your desires with good things? So that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Of course, I'm, you know, taken to the fact that he will, for those who love him, he will lift them up as on eagles' wings. Uh, in many ways, this year has been, this might sound strange to some of y'all, but for me, it's really seemed like the backstretch for me, if you will. And there's two. Um, very distinct memories I have having been a runner in the past of being on the backstretch and just losing all every last ounce of energy that I've had. One was on the back, the backstretch of a track, but one was in the middle of a half marathon and there was a hill right in the middle of it, like this high, you know, you're looking at it going, what? Really? And I don't know if you physically have ever come to that place where every last ounce of strength was sapped out of you, but if you kind of can get your brain to that uh, place, that's me these last couple of years um, spiritually. And I'm just thankful that what in the middle of that God has taught me um, through his blessings, is that I'm learning that all of this strength and, and, and youth and everything being restored as the eagles and being lifted up on eagles' wings absolutely has, as we've heard throughout all of these testimonies, absolutely has nothing to do with me picking myself up by my bootstraps and, and finding that strength down deep and getting back up and running again, you know, and finishing the race, I can't tell you where the strength sometimes, or I should say sometimes I can't tell you because I'm just so out of it. can't tell you why I see one foot being placed in front of another in my life, and I can't tell you why I see this blessing and this blessing and this blessing just the wave of them carrying me along, and I can't tell you why 
success and it just continues to happen around me because I've done nothing to warrant it. I've done nothing sometimes to even attempt it. And when I, and when I say success, don't get me wrong, I mean one foot in front of the, another some days is, is success, you know. <laughs> and that just has been the tenor of of my life, I feel like, but I'm so thankful to learn that it is God's strength and God's power that is fulfilling these desires in us, even though we are searching over here in another direction, on another stepping stone, you know, somewhere. But He is the one fulfilling those desires that He places in us regardless of ourselves sometimes, in spite of ourselves sometimes. And I, too, am very thankful for my godly wife, my beautiful children, um, and just wonderful family in in Christ. Um, I'm also very thankful that God has just laid so much on our hearts as a family and given us this opportunity to share them with one another this morning. I hope that uh, that you guys have been in, as encouraged as I have. And this very morning is one of those additional waves of my youth being restored, of my strength being renewed like the eagles. And I have felt this morning listening to Christ in you, the, the eagle's wings just lifting me up. And I So I'm thankful for you guys. And that's the gospel. And a good, good word. Every month, the last Sunday of the month, we have opportunity to um, extend mercy to those who are in need. You cannot, as we take a benevolence offering, you cannot imagine how your gifts have encouraged people. You cannot imagine how your gifts have helped people in an hour of need and we are able because of the generosity of God's people not to give $25, $50 which we do sometimes but one, two thousand when it's very much needed. Uh, It's designed so that you don't know what a blessing you are. Because you may be the one in need someday. And it's going to be more difficult for some of you to receive than it is to give. But now is our opportunity to give. Give generously as we um, take an offering for those who are in need. First in our body and then outside of our body. Through different connections that we have. And then sometimes by people who just make their needs known. Um, After... The uh, song and the benevolence offering is taken. We're going to be moving out quickly. If those of you, if any that can help set us up for the chili, we're going to have chili afterwards. And if you're brand new to Grace, please stay. We would love to get to know you or have you ask questions about us. If Josh will stay, we'll have a funny man, uh, you know, right there. But we'll uh, also decorate the church the hanging of the greens will get prepared it will be transformed when you come back next Sunday let's pray our father we thank you for the ways that you have blessed us and as we are blessed we are called to bless others thank you for the 
in extremely encouraging words of testimony of gratitude to you. Gratitude for the ways that you have served us sometimes through others in this body. We recognize all that we have comes from you and we pray that as we give this morning that you might direct these funds to the places where they need to go. Thank you for the men who uh, take such care in uh, making those decisions in concert, Lord, not one or two here or there. Thank you so much for blessing us. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we take the benevolence offering, uh, it is my prerogative as a music leader uh, to lead us in happy birthday for Brad. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. But rather, something I think that is more honoring to him, uh, Forrest and I unearthed a hymn text uh, by Pastor Brad Talley, and we set it to music. And so we're going to share this song with you, uh, and then we'll take our benevolence offering after this. Freedom and in confidence, I come before your throne. I find no goodness in myself, yet come by grace alone. Yet come by grace alone. Love and grace. 
And now we'll take our benevolence offering as uh, Stacy and Lee come to lead us in the song. So again, and let me pray as we take this offering. God, we thank you that you've given to us and we give to you over and above those things that we have tithed, over and above those things that we have offered to you, but rather uh, because you have given so much, we give. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. This is one of Brad's favorite songs, so I'm telling you.